1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Well, we got a special member of the uh, Rewind crew in this morning. And then uh, Jeff Blankman, sports director. I feel like the IQ in the room has just gone up immensely. It has. I I have worked with Bill down at State Wrestling so many times over the years, John, that you just having a conversation with a guy, this guy makes you feel like you need to go back to school and be re-educated. I know. <laughs> I, I feel like we're not worthy to be yes. in here right now. So Bill Kane is joining us here as he called the girls' first ever. A little history in the making there, Bill. First ever girls' state wrestling <laughs> tournament. Uh, again, let's, uh, let's kind of run down how it... Uh, First of all, it was a tough scenario. This their first time running a thing. Uh, they should have talked to the boys' athletic association. You think? I think so because the boys. Have, We're gonna have to get you up a little bit closer on that microphone. The, I think so because the boys uh, have the best tournament in the country. They, that's what they, everybody says all the time, and it's it's so well run. But the girls tried to do it the first time. They never even went to the boys' tournament, and um, they had hired a. Another company to run it for them, and uh, just there was a few things that they did extremely well for the first tournament ever. I thought, but uh, it didn't help the radios out. <laughs> <at all. laughs> yeah, there was there was times, you, and, and Jeff Honnold posted a few pictures of your view of the mats. You literally had to look through every wrestling match, every set of cheerleaders to try and see the match you were calling at the time. And and the second day was even worse because they went to a two-one. Two this way, and it made it look like an eye. Mm -hmm. So we're looking down, and we got tables that are running the wrestling <laughs> matches in front, two of those in front of us, so we could only see one half of the mat. But then between us and them, they had all the photographers and the cheerleaders, and oh, it, it was, yeah, it could be a real. <laughs> it was yeah. a hassle. There has been some conversations, I know, already with the girls' union. I know Jeff Honnold talked to them down there. Um, there's been a lot of us media members who have shot off very nice emails saying, hey, you know, we understand it's year one. I know Jeff told me that one of the things that it even caught him off guard was, was the union was surprised that we were doing play-by-play. -play. I thought everybody was just doing updates, and they didn't figure you needed a good view because you could pull stuff off of, you know, the Internet mm -hmm. and, and get the updates. But uh, they didn't realize that that there was radio stations down there doing live play-by-play -play, uh, like we were trying but to do. That, that makes no sense because even if you're doing updates, you want to watch the matches. Yes. You want to see what's going on. Yes, I totally agree with you, but I, I think it's I, I chalk it up to year one um, and just a learning lesson. Yeah, and you could, we were hoping to be able to watch it on track wrestling and then call it off the yep. computer, mm -hmm. but they were two and three weights behind. Oh, because there were so many people, and it was all on one line. Yeah. And we had, and, yeah. Go ahead. I was just yeah, we say, just couldn't see the matches. We had that issue at state volleyball, and I hope it is something that they fix. I don't want to rip on the company that owns the, uh, you know, but it is a, it's a, it's a, you know. The arena is owned or, or sponsored by a company that's named after a company that runs an internet, you know, service. But uh, we noticed they didn't have one set up specifically for media at State Volleyball, and they didn't have one set up specifically for media at State Wrestling. So what ended up happening was you had everybody in the crowd all pulling off of the same internet that media is trying to use. Mm -hmm. And the scoreboards up above were trying to run things where sometimes you can kind of track wrestling and that stuff keeps up the boards up above. Well, when, when it's 
two, three matches behind sort of the boards that are up above. So I know from all the years sitting down with Bill at Wells Fargo <laughs> Arena that, you know, sometimes we're getting old enough, both of us, that when they're on like mats eight down in the corner, sometimes it's, it's hard, hard to, to see, see the little scoreboard down there. So it's nice to be able to glance up at the big board and, and double check score because it's easier to read in the time. Well, if they're two, three matches behind, mm-hmm. it's pretty much impossible to try and keep up exactly with what's going on. So hopefully next year I had that conversation with them after state volleyball. I know that people have had it with them after, you know, state wrestling now that they need to set up a media only or we have a password where it's only media people that are pulling off of it. It's no different than going to a high school gym and all they open, all they have is a general one that everybody pulls off of. You know how slow it is mm-hmm. in a high school gym. You get down to that arena with all those people and all the video that's being pulled off of there and everything else. It's impossible to keep up. Yeah, it, it was just it was a very tough situation, but uh, it was the first time ever, Bill. So give us a give us this, the rundown on, on the atmosphere that was there. It had to be really exciting. It was crazy. Uh, you know, they had a section set up where they were just putting cheerleaders and the wrestlers. Well, they cleared that out right away and got them out of there so they could sell those seats. So the place was sold out immediately, and they're standing four and five deep above everybody looking around trying to all the way around the place i mean so i know the fire code wasn't being bad (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it was crazy so where did all those kids go well we're in a hockey rink so they're standing right behind the board right behind us screaming and hollering mm-hmm. <laughs> as you're trying to call the matches yeah. and, yes. like and eventually learned how to pound on the board oh yes they which was right out. behind these guys too yeah was was the venue anywhere close to big enough does, um, it, does it have to find a bigger venue well than it was we in? talked to some people after the first round and we asked well what are you going to do because you can't get they had they couldn't let people in we had uh, i had a friend from sioux city north and uh, they had a girl wrestling they couldn't get the parents in They'd driven all the way from Sioux City to oh. Iowa City to watch their daughter wrestle, and they couldn't get in. And uh, so right away they said, well, we're going to at least go to two classes, maybe cut it down to 16 per class instead of 32. And uh, that would help because you could have them like class one in one session, take a break, clear it out, and have another class. But I don't. they had no idea they were going to get that kind of a crowd. Yeah. I mean, it was unreal. Uh, you know, I, I don't think cutting down the number of kids that can participate is the is the solution to anything. <laughs> I think finding a bigger place uh, that can accommodate all that, especially if it's going to grow. Yeah, I yeah. think it's going to grow. Yeah, I do too. And I do think that cutting it down into two sessions certainly would help that because you know you're going to have half the kids in one session and half the kids in another session. I know it was Thursday morning that session started the first one at nine o'clock. I remember seeing a tweet by a about at 10:30 cuz and stuff um, from the girls union that said ooh we know we're full but if you have if you have purchased a ticket online prior to the event we will honor those tickets so they were still attempting, if you had bought your tickets ahead of time online, to try and get those people in. And that's why Bill said they were stacking them four or five deep, you know, up in the walkway area up above. And that's just, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of so an odd deal. Cheerleaders and wrestlers, when they... They couldn't watch it except right behind us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only place they could get to. They couldn't see much. So, yeah, I think the athletic union was 
that little surprise maybe by yeah. the popularity of all this, and by the enthusiasm of all of this? Shouldn't have been. Um, I, I think you had to know first ever sanctioned girls state wrestling tournament. It's history. You're going to have a lot of people. And then when you, you think about it, I sat down and typed up the numbers. If you, if you bring, and I don't have them in front of me, but if you take 32 kids at 14 weight classes, that's like 600 and some bill. You were an old math teacher, right? I mean, three something. Three. But yeah. Right. So, okay. So, <laughs> but this is why Jeff is, in radio. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but small math is my strength. <laughs> but then you start adding, if you only say like three family members come, you know, for each of those kids, then all of a sudden you're adding another 1,800 or 900 and some, you know, or over, all of a sudden that thing gets, and then you get the wrestling fans that want to come to see, you get the people that want to just come to be a part of history and see history. It's not surprising to me that, that things filled up as fastly as it did. Right, and I didn't get the chance to see a lot of the families from Carroll, but I ran into the Gatches. Yeah. Uh, Scott had wrestled that state for me, and his daughter was down there wrestling. Well, he's there, his wife's there, his other kids are there. Yep. His brother Joe and his wife are there. I mean, you know, so. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a family affair. I mean, it there, is. There's not it just parents coming to yeah. the thing. And so. it's a community affair. You uh -huh. have people from the community. It's just like every other state tournament as far as if you have kids there, there's going to be people from the town that are going to go to support those even if they're not family. Yeah, just the attendance during the regular season matches should have told them, you're going to get a crush yep. of fans at this. But let's talk about the quality of the rest. First time ever. Uh, how was that? I was impressed. Uh, now, I made this comment 10 minutes into it. I said, this looks like the boys wrestling 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it, it looks more like a junior high meet as far as the technique and the moves they're learning. So the girls are just learning mm -hmm. the, the first techniques that the kids, the boys learn in junior high. All the fundamentals you need, yeah. And that's what it looked like. I mean, instead of the fancy tilts and all that, you're looking at bar arms and half Nelsons. And and uh, it just looked like the boys wrestling did 30 years ago to me. As a former wrestling coach, you had to love to see that. Oh, I did. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. You could see them, and you knew what they were working on. You know, some of the boys' moves anymore, you know, if I haven't seen you know, I've been out 15 years, but still, you don't know exactly what they're trying to work on. Mm -hmm. Whereas the girls, you knew exactly what they were doing. You know, that yeah, that, that one's going to come with a ball and chain. And that one, you know, bar yep. up to a half. And, and you saw a few three-quarters. I mean, you saw the old school wrestling that works. It still works. But you didn't see all the quick tilts and all that kind of stuff that you see with the boys. Stock results, what do we have? Uh, well, uh, Bill was kind of run through. Carol High took five wrestlers down. Julia Canny able to advance into Friday. Uh, the rest of the girls uh, finished up on Thursday. Uh, uh, Emma Daniels went one and two on the day. Uh, Thursday, Brianna Kiger, Avery Burke, and Chloe Jones all went zero oh and two on Thursday. But I know in talking to Honold and kind of texting with you a little bit you, and listening to you guys, you guys were really impressed with what they were able to accomplish. We were. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, they all looked. I mean, they knew what they were doing. I mean, um, you know, sometimes the kids don't know what they're doing. If you're looking at junior high, I was at my granddaughter's junior high basketball game. They don't know all the rules yet. These girls know the rules. They know the moves, and they're they're trying to accomplish them. They may not be the fancy stuff that some of the boys are getting to, but still, you know, they did. They look good. 
Grace Hoffman up at Kemper uh, ends up uh, going two and two. I, I, I feel for her. She wrestled Julia Caney from Carroll three times this year. Twice I know she was ahead and ended up losing, but I think Julia was ahead most of the way down there at State. But, uh, you know, tough to wrestle somebody that you know so well that's from your same talent in, in that uh, consolation round. But uh, two and two for her oh, in the tournament. Yeah, she had a, she had a good tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. She looked good, and uh, you know she got caught there and and, and pinned. But uh, boy, you know she was there working hard, and and uh, again, I was impressed with what they knew. I mean, it was just amazing. Their coaches have done a great job with them. And then you had Olivia Mack and Olivia Viegas, uh, both from Esac County, both went uh, one and two. Uh, the thing that I thought, Bill, was was kind of neat, not that pins are the only way to win in, in wrestling, but a lot of our girls that picked up wins, they were picking them up by fall, so they were figuring out how to get those pins. I think we're going back to the old-school wrestling. <laughs> but but the old school wrestling was to pin them. I mean, you the halves. Yeah. Whereas the boys now, they you know they like to tilt. Yeah. You know, get the points, and uh, the girls were going after the pins, and when they yeah. got them over, they were. Pretty they tough were, with them, too. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I think the thing that caught me off guard is I went down to the very first t- tournament in the area. It was Audubon hosted it way early before even Christmas time. It was like first, second weekend of the season. Then you catch up with them later in the season. You talk about the growth. They started to understand what they were doing. The aggressiveness that they wrestle with is really cool. Yeah, I mean, they wrestle just as hard as the boys and, and – uh, you know, yeah, some of them are kind of downright mean. <laughs> uh, they like to which wrestlers that, like, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, that that's that's wrestling. I yeah. mean, you know, they that's like, a major accomplishment for a wrestler. Uh, they put more cross faces in than the boys do anymore, and things like that. And yeah, it was you know there was a lot of blood times with with those. <laughs> but I don't mean to make it look like it was gory. It wasn't, but th- they were just aggressive. Yep. South Central Calhoun wrestlers uh, Courtney King uh, finished up a one and two. Iris Melody went zero and two. Evelyn Kramer advanced into Saturday or to Friday, excuse me, and she went two and two on the weekend. And Delaney Westcott uh, finished up a one and two. Uh, Kramer, our only wrestler, I think, that got into the quarters uh, before losing her first match and then fell on the backside. But uh, uh, South Central, you know, they're going to send some more wrestlers down in the future. Oh yeah, oh yeah. This area is going to send a lot more and. The thing we were finding out was that the district that these girls went to was one of the toughest districts. So the girls from our district were doing extremely well down there. So, and I got to tell you a quick story. Uh, We were, uh, Tim Fitzpatrick was trying to keep people out from in front of us. And there was this other gentleman. Way to go, Tim. (laughs) uh, That when Tim wasn't there, was trying to keep people away. They're trying to broadcast and keep the wrestlers and and uh, it was it wasn't until the second day I found out it was Kramer's grandpa. Oh, really? And he was down there. He had his camera so he could get up next to the mat. Yep. <laughs> and, and he has sent us some pictures. I just haven't had a chance to, to kind of go through them and, and get some of them published. Uh, so, yeah, so Kim and Peggy Kramer, uh, you know, are, are Evelyn's grandparents, and they mm-hmm. reached out to me and wanted to know uh, if, 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 if they took some pictures, if, if we would want them, and we did. I think the other thing that I was going to bring up with a part of that, one of the things that I, one of our area coaches was down there, not on the girls' side, but on the boys' side, and I don't want to say who it was, but they were like, you noticed a difference, too, and I think it's something that the girls' union will have to change in the past. You know how it is when the boys, if we're going to go down on the mat area to talk to the wrestlers or the coaches beforehand, they're always checking you. They got security. You got to walk by and show that wristband and show that you, you mm-hmm. belong out on the mat. He said that they were walking around down there on the edge of the mats and nobody had wristbands, nobody had banners. There was nothing that indicated that you had the ability to get down onto the floor. So pretty much anybody that wanted to go down onto the floor could go down onto the floor, and that is part of the reason why I think you had so much traffic in oh, front yeah. of you guys. 
It was terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had uh, mothers and grandmothers with cameras, and <laughs> that way they could get right down by the mat, and, you know, and nobody cared who they were. I yep. mean, it, you know, it's at boys, you got to be a with you, a, yeah. a yeah. newspaper or something before you ever get a chance to get in there. These were just women just coming in, and, and not just women. They were men, too. Yep. I mean, Kramer's grandpa, he was sure. – and he never got in the way. He helped us. He right. was great for us. They're trying to they're trying to broadcast a match. Can you, you, know, yeah, you can't blame them. I mean, this is this is just wonderful history in the making right there, and they, they want to capture that. But, yeah, there's got to be a little more secure, a little tight, yep. more tighter run operation like the boys is. Yeah, because, you, you, I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing we, that we see down at State Track, to be honest with you. You get photographers down there that really haven't ever covered a track meet. Um, so what'll happen is, is you'll have a photographer standing over in that area trying to shoot something over here. And, and as a media person, I know that before I move, I do this. I look. I look both ways. I look kind of around, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to walk into some photographer's line of sight. So you get those people down there on the field for you know state track that don't know those kind of rules because they've never done it before, and they're cutting right in front of people as they're taking pictures and those kind of things. So that's the reason why you kind of got to control that just a little bit more. Bill, before we let you go, boys districts coming up. Um, Carol High's done this before because they were 3A before. They've dropped back down to 2A this year, but no sectionals this year. Your districts only are uh, going to be taking the top two in our classes, 1A and 2A. 24 kids will go. Uh, there's 12 districts uh, for each of those two classes. Um, so what are you thinking about this weekend, and are you excited about going down to Boys State Wrestling here the following week? Yeah, we're going to add, add a day down to State Yep, because of those extra kids. But, uh, yeah, it uh, it'd be interesting. I think both schools are going to do well. Very well, yes. I think they're both in districts uh, that they can do well. Yep. And get a lot. You know, they, their good kids should get through. And maybe a few kids that are improving, you know, that mm-hmm. might, you know, they've hit everything right now, and maybe they'll get through. So do you like taking down extra kids? Well, it's so much different. I wrestled in a hockey rink, believe it or not, <laughs> in, in Waterloo uh-huh. for the state tournament. Mm-hmm. And we took eight kids. And there were two classes. So we took 16 kids total yeah. for the state in each weight. So to take 24 kids in each weight class, or, you know, in each class, that's it's going to be a little different. It, it is. It, I, it definitely will. So my question is, uh, you were on air with Jeff Honnold for six hours. How did you survive that? <laughs> well, actually, we were together 24 hours a day. Oh, like... man. <laughs> now, seriously, did, did you get hazard pay for that? or? Uh... Uh, I had no... we, we bumped his pay up. He got double time. <laughs> no, we could talk wrestling. We could talk farming. I grew up on a farm, you know, yeah. and, and he's out selling his cattle and and I, you know, we had the man can talk about anything. We could talk. Oh, we and we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you too. Um, you and I, when we go down and cover state wrestling over the years, there's there's places deep, but sometimes we got to walk mile, mile and a half. I will say, being down there uh, for down in that Coralville area for the state volleyball tournament, that thing was so. It's such a nice area. There's so many places deep. Literally, you can walk across the street from the arena, and there's four or five restaurants there. And I've had so many people say, you know, gosh, even Gary Schmitz, the Kemper girls wrestling coach, was like, we went to go out to eat afterwards, and we thought, oh man, we're gonna have a hard time. We're gonna stand in line for an hour. Hour, hour and a half. We're going to have a hard time getting back for session two. Said we walked across the street, went into a restaurant. They sat us. We ate. We says we were in and out in a heartbeat mm-hmm. um, and stuff. It's such a nice area to oh, hold something is. like that. And um, I can't remember his name, but I guess the guy that developed it, yeah. he owns a lot of it, is a former 
football player from Iowa, Katie, the, the kicker from Iowa. Okay. Oh, yeah. And he's doing one of Nate those. Nate Katie? Yeah, he's doing it now in Cedar Rapids. Doing oh, it nice. Like that. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. It was. We walked right in, ordered, sat down. They brought us our food. We ate. And yeah. Yeah, we were ready to go back. Lots yeah. of lots And of you choices. had to get right back to it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had some breaks in there, and right. we were worried, but we had an extra hour. Yeah. Well, we had some time, but yeah, we went in. There was a little Mexican place across the street. We walked in there in a big long line. Jeff said, "No, nah, that's good." We walked into another one and and two stores down, and then walked right in. Or, walked up, ordered. They sat us. They brought us our food five minutes later, and yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's stuff. a beautiful little. Area. It is. It is yeah. absolutely. Well, we look forward to you guys uh, calling the boys' state wrestling tournament. Hopefully, we got a, a lot of kids that are going to be down there for that. I think we got yeah, a great, I, I, great opportunity to get we those do. kids down. We there. do absolutely. I'm, I'm hoping for a minimum of about ten to fifteen uh, is what I'm hoping. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's going to mm-hmm. be interesting coming up on Saturday. But uh, do we need to triple your pay uh, to go down to, to, to spend four straight days with Honnold for 24 hours a day? <laughs> That'll be fun. We'll, we'll let you see the matches this time around. Yeah. So. <laughs> Bill yeah, Kane. We'll, that's one thing. We'll be able to see the match. Exactly. Yep. So they, they have it definitely set up very well at, uh, at Wells Fargo Arena. So, Bill, thanks so much for joining us here this morning. We'll bring you on after the, uh, the boys' turn. We'll talk about it there. Okay, thank you. Hi, right, Bill Kane once again joining us here this morning on KCIM Sports Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 790 799- for 5,000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Iowa needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. KCIM Sports Rewind on KCIM every Tuesday, every Tuesday morning at 9.30 we do this. It's brought to you by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. They got an eight-week program that will kick your you-know-what, right? <laughs> yes. You know they will. Steve and those guys do a tremendous job. Give them a call, 794-5241, and, man, you'll get power, strength, everything. Be your best preseason, in-season, or even off-season with the help of St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. And John, I tell you this. Uh, speaking of that, it's 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 really cool to me uh, to talk to a lot of the area athletes and find out how many of them go through that program mm-hmm. and just watch their athleticism, their flexibility, and all that stuff grow and their strength grow over the years. So um, they do a great job up you there. You work with pros, you're going to yep. get great results. That is for sure. So uh, again, uh, we. Um we had uh, playoff pairings announced yes. just the other day, so do you want to run through those? Yeah, the uh, girls' playoffs were released late last week, and uh, the boys uh, released them. Uh, it's kind of the running joke, but I think it's somewhat true uh, that you know they came out right at about five o'clock last night for classes one A and two A. So Carol, they hit the send button and close the doors. And I've actually had <laughs> coaches tell me that they've talked to people that work at the association, and that's exactly what they do. They hit post and send, and and they turn the computer off 
and shut the lights off and lock the door and they go home for the night now. We'll deal thing, with you tomorrow. Yeah, the thing that's tough is for guys like me, I was, I, was, I was already down in an arena setting up, so I had to wait until I got back and got everything else done last night before I could kind of type up the schedule and mm -hmm. go through and figure out where we're going and, and all of those type of things. But uh, we'll start off with the girls. Beans, they start this coming Thursday. Um, we're going to have three broadcasts for everybody. Um, I'll be down in Coon Rapids. They're hosting Audubon. I'll have that game on KKRL. Uh, the winner there will stay in Coon Rapids and take on either River Valley or Siouxland Christian. Our Weaver, they're going to be hosting Woodbury Central on Thursday night. Tyler Bruner will have that broadcast on Kick 106.7. And the winner there travels to Exire Elkhorn Kimbledon. They are right now are uh, in Class 1A in Region 4. In Class 1A Region 2, Glidden Ralston. They're going to be home to Storm Lake St. Mary's. Um, that'll be this coming Thursday night, a win there. Uh, and uh, they'll be uh, going up to New Alfonda coming up in the second round. And we will have that Glidden Ralston game on KCIM. It'll be right here. Casey Miner's going to make his debut broadcasting games for us coming up on Thursday night. Peyton Chernan also opens on Thursday. They were going to be heading over to Baxter. Class 2A Region 8, Ikea Manning, Eastside County. These two getting to know each other really well when it comes to the postseason. It seems yeah. like they get that early round matchup quite a bit. They're going to play Saturday down in Manning. I'll have the broadcast for everybody on 93.7 KKRL. The winner there travels to Pocahontas area for a second round matchup. South Central Calhoun gets a bye in that opening round, but they'll play coming up on Tuesday the 14th against uh, Manson Northwest Webster. Uh, they get to host that game, and then if they win, they'll be in that Pocahontas part of the bracket. Uh, Kemper also in that region. They get a bye in the opening round. Uh, they're the five seed, but better than that, I think. They travel over to Loma in the opening round on Tuesday. I'll be over there to bring everybody that broadcast. Um, the other teams that are in their part of the bracket, Underwood looks like the, the, the team there, uh, along with, I think, Kemper. Um, uh, Underwood awaits the winner of AHST of Oka Walnut and Missouri Valley. So the Kemper Loma winner will get probably Underwood in that next round. And then all of our teams in that region could meet up in that regional final. So we do have three schools there. Boys brackets released last night. Uh, all three of our 2A schools in the same region. ESAC County will open up uh, against Eagle Grove. Uh, and that game is going to come up uh, on Monday of next week, the 13th. Uh, and then if they win, they'll head up to take on undefeated and uh, fifth-ranked Sioux Central uh, in the second round. South Central Calhoun does get a bye in the opening round. They'll await the winner of the uh, Ogden Clarion Goldfield Dallas matchup, and that is going to be played on the 16th next Thursday, and uh, they'll get to host that game. And they're in the same region with Sioux Central, who they're in the same conference with. And then Kemper down in the bottom half of that. Uh, they're in District Number Four. Uh, both ESAC and South Central are in District Three. Kemper awaits the winner of Green County and Woodward Granger. Uh, they'll play again next Thursday, the 16th at home. Uh, the other half of their bracket has Manson Northwest Webster against Southeast Valley in the opening round with OABCIG awaiting the winner. So I think set, things set up really well uh, for Kemper to be able to make a deep run. And then uh, for South Central Calhoun, um, I think, uh, you know, you, you got to figure, not to take anything away from ESAC, they've really been playing well lately, but they're going to be playing against the team that won the conference in the second round. So you got to think that there's potentially a South Central Calhoun Sioux Central rematch uh, mm -hmm. in that uh, district final. And then all of our schools in Class 1A, all in the same region, they're all in District 14, 
this Friday night. Uh, Glidden Ralston will entertain Peyton Chardin, and I'll have that broadcast on KKRL. Um, the teams that get a bye in the opening round, but then play again coming up, uh, and I, they, they write this stuff so it's small. The 13th on Monday, um, it's uh, Coon Rapids Baird going to Camanita. Uh, that's a tough opening round for Coon. Yeah. Um, they, they've lost to him 59-55 last week. Um, had a chance to win that game, so that's definitely a winnable game, but uh, you know that's a tough team in their own conference that they've played a couple of times already this year. Our Weaver, uh, they head down to ACGC in the opening round, and ICAM Manning will entertain Audubon. So they play each other tonight, and then mm-hmm. they play each other in the opening round of the tournaments as well. That's, that's a quick turnaround for those teams to face off against yep. each other. So go back to the girls real quick. Yes. Uh, whose path do you like? Whose draw do you like and not? You know, the weird thing is, and I think people are going to tell, tell me that I'm a little bit crazy. I like Coon Rapids route uh, to be able to get um, into that uh, third round at least where they'd have a rematch probably with Xyra Elkhorn and Kimbleton. Um, I just like the way Coon's playing right now, and, and I think that they, they get a host a second round game, and I think that gives them a chance that's to get either River Valley or Siouxland Christian. That's if they get by Audubon, of course, in the opening round. But uh, and, and they've played Xyra fairly well here in the first couple of rounds this year. Um, and then uh, you've got, uh, you know, I, I, I really like Kemper South Central Calhoun. I think both of those teams um, certainly have a chance to make a run. I would not be surprised if you could see maybe Kemper against South Central Calhoun in that regional final uh, for the game to go to state. And that would be pretty cool. Guarantees us that we get a, get a team to state. The only tough part mm-hmm. is that it also means that one of the teams won't make it. Exactly. they got to play each other to get there. But on the boys, kind of sounds like the same thing. Kemper South Central, maybe yeah. the best routes? Kemper South Central, I think, have the best routes to at least get into kind of that uh, district final uh, and then maybe have a chance to advance into their sub-state. Uh, you know, like I said, I think Coons got a, a tough first round. I like Ikea Manning, and I really like the way they're playing. You know, we all know how good of a coach Keith Wagner is and, and what he's able to get out of his group. So I, I, I like what they potentially do. If they can get by Audubon in the opening round, I think that they can go down and, and, and win against either ACGC or Arweva in the second round. Uh, and, and then they'd find, you know, like either Cam or, uh, you know, Ankeny Christian probably in that uh, in that district final. But I think they've got a chance to make a run that deep as well. So it's going to begin here pretty quick. Thursday night is the girls. Monday night is the boys. Friday correct? night. Friday, Friday night. night. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Head, uh, head, uh, that's the way, the bad thing about getting the brackets on Monday night. You already have your first postseason game already being played on Friday. So I had to kind of email Donna and those guys up front and say, okay, I'm adding the broadcast to our schedule for mm-hmm. Friday because literally just got the pairings today. Yeah, exactly. So, again, is all of that posted, all of our pairings quite yet? Not yet. I'm going to wait, and I'll post things when I get the Carroll uh, pairings. The girls okay. for Carroll high and the boys for Carroll high have not been released yet so I do have the schedule updated so you can go and look at Thursday's schedule you can go look at Friday's schedule and Saturday's schedule on the website that's all been updated the only thing I haven't gotten is is the entire schedule all right. So, uh, also wanted to mention the uh, the Rewind All All Star festivities coming up. Yeah, absolutely. We've uh, set the date for that Sunday, March the fifth, is when we're going to do it. It's going to be out at uh, Carroll High School again at the gym. Um, doors will open up at about noon or so that day, twelve thirty, and uh, we'll have. Right now, it depends on how many seniors say yes, but uh, we're going to be really close to being having a girls All Star game and a boys All Star game for the basketball players. We'll have a dodgeball tournament again for the the wrestlers, and last year they had a blast with that. 
that uh, <laughs> and stuff. So we'll see how that goes this year. And then we'll have a, a three-point shooting contest that the wrestlers can participate in. And some people are going to go, seriously? And be like, wrestler won it last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we'll have our awards ceremony. And then we're going to do something neat for the coaches. I'm going to invite all of our coaches to come, and, and we're going to have a little room specifically for them. So if they want to just hang out with each other and kind of chat and, and stuff, I, I, and, you know, you, you get it where coaches deal with each other in a working atmosphere. Same thing with us. You know, I see yeah. these coaches all the time or I talk to them frequently, but it's generally in a working relationship. I think it's going to be kind of fun to give them a chance to just not have to talk shop if they want to talk something else and just kind of get to know each other. And for us, it'll help us build a little better bond mm-hmm. with the coaches as well. Yeah, it's always game atmosphere. It's game faces all the time when, when it they is. probably see each yep. other and talk to each other a lot. So, yeah, that'll be kind of great for them. So uh, that is, uh, once again, Casey. I do want to mention, too, um, can't forget Carol Boys Swim Team. They had their qualifying okay. meet this last Saturday. They qualified five events for the state tournament. They had 22 time changes, or not time changes. They bettered their time in 22 different events on Saturday, set four new school records, wow. and are sending five events this Saturday down to the state tournament down in Iowa City. So congratulations to Deb Danner and all of the boys that qualified. And uh, I'm going to try to get a video interview with all of them coming up on uh, Wednesday. I'll try to get that updated Wednesday night. All right. Sounds outstanding. Uh, by the way, can, uh, thanks to Dan Pomeroy, by the way, for the, yes. for the licorice. Yeah, turn, turn those around so everybody can My see them up on the camera vegan, there. Vegan, no high fructose corn syrup, <laughs> Wiley Wallaby licorice. Yeah, he handed those to me last night right before the boys game because, of course, you know, he always runs the score table stuff for the mm-hmm. boys game down at Coon. And, you know, he's got his nice, you know, official referee jersey on and, and all that stuff. So he looks like he actually belongs. Looks like a person that's important. Yes. And we all know different. <laughs> I was going to throw this out to you. I just read this morning, California, state of California, their newest sport that they've rolled out for high school kids for girls flag football. Really? They I became I've, the eighth state to sanction girls flag football. I I'm not, that's going to catch on. I'm not surprised on that. Uh, just hopefully nobody decletes anybody like Tyreek Hill got decleted in the uh, <laughs> yeah. in the NFL stuff over the weekend. But also want to mention, John, we've tried it a couple of weeks. We've had a few issues. Uh, one time I put it on the wrong Facebook page, but it was it worked well. The next week we had some audio issues. Mm-hmm. Last week uh, we couldn't get logged into the equipment because we had the wrong password. But this week I've been listening to it and monitoring. Fourth We've, time is a charm. It is. We You can actually watch KCIM Sports Rewind now on the KCIM Facebook page. So we've got it streaming live there as well. There you go. You can see how hard we work here. <laughs> the hour in and hour out. And how we dress for radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is KCIM Sports Rewind. We've got a podcast available on our website, on our mobile app. So check that out. It's 1380kcim.com. Mobile app is available by downloading it in the App Store by searching KCIM or Carol Broadcasting. Back next week, 930, right here on KCIM Carol.